0: And we
2: continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. David Vasay joins us later in the hour. We'll also have some spirituality uh, with the haiku. And I do want to mention right off the top, and I wrote it down, because yesterday we talked about the vendors at Dodger Stadium, Rodney. And they wanted a shout-out.
3: Give them some love, absolutely.
2: Believe it or not, when they were out there yesterday afternoon working, they were listening on the radio. Were they? And when you gave them that shout-out, they cheered. (sighs) Ah. I'm not exaggerating this. So then I talked to George. George is from Pico Rivera. He's one of the ushers. He loves Vic. He loves Vic. And he wanted to say he loves the haiku every day. A former firefighter, lifelong Dodger fan, had gone to the stadium as a kid, retired from the fire department, and now is working as kind of an usher security guy. And he said to me, you know something? It was really nice you shouted out the vendors, and they all cheered. But we felt a little left out because we're here every day, too. And you know something? We listen to the show every day, too. So all of the ushers and the security people, Rodney, let's give them a shout-out.
3: Of course, all of our ushers at Dodger Stadium. And all of our security folks there at Dodgers Stadium, all the folks taking tickets, all the parking attendants, everyone. I'm feeling that makes you. That stadium go. We are feeling you. We are feeling you. Everyone that makes that stadium go and makes that stadium the best stadium in baseball, we love you. We support you. We're thinking about you. We care about you. We love you. Let's go, Dodgers.
2: All right. George, that was for you. All of the ushers, all the security people out at the stadium that listen to us every day. Can I tell you a quick story about one of the security guys? Yeah. Okay. He's down by the uh, first base dugout. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to forget his name. I think it was Mike. And was I was Mike. talking it was to Mike. Him. It's Mike. Okay. I was talking to him. I don't know. I said, "Let me ask you something. You ever had to tackle anybody out here on the field? Anybody run out there? You know what he told me? What? He is the security department leader in tackles." <laughs> he's get, since he's Elite worked there. he's had six of them. He's <laughs> had six. That. And his most dramatic one is when he and grabbed a guy, and somehow, I don't know if they lost their balance, and it looked like the two of them did a cartwheel in the air together, but he got them. Ooh, Yeah, six of them. He's your leader six out tackles. there. Six leader tackles. Six tackles. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was pretty cool. Then I thought, you know, that would be a great story to do. There's no way the Dodgers <laughs> would ever let me put that guy on camera. Why? No, Why they, not? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, they would never do that. They would never do that. Those guys, they don't want, they're seen, but they're not supposed to be seen. You know what I mean? The security guys. They're there. You know they're there. And the thing is, you never really want to see them. Because if Why? you see one of them. What are you talking about? Undercover security?
3: Or are you talking about security? There's two types. Well. Which th- ones you talking about, Fred? The security guys, you see them, you know them. Well. You're a your neighborhood security man. <laughs> they're friendly at Dodger Stadium. Hey, I'm Bob, the security guy.
2: Actually, they are friendly. They are very I have to friendly. to tell you. Yes. The guys down on the field, they are really friendly.
3: <laughs> they're, they're good guys. They Unless are. Unless you try to get on the field and they ain't so friendly. That's
2: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, wave to them. Say hello. Don't run on the field. Because this guy's going to take you out fast. Because he leads them in tackles. All right. Now we need some uh, spirituality. Oh, Daniel Snyder. Quickly. Quickly, I want to do Daniel Snyder. Peace on ESPN.com. You know, Daniel Snyder is the owner of the Washington Commanders. uh, Not very well liked, and they basically want him out of the NFL. Did an investigation, toxic workplace. uh, You know, right? You know, when it gets to that point, it's only a matter of time. So the heat's turned up on Daniel Snyder now. He realizes, you know, this report was bad, and they want him out. So he comes out, and he says, okay, let me tell you something. I got dirt on a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. I got dirt on a lot of guys and I'll use it.
3: Including you, Goodell.
2: I got you too. Yeah. I got dirt.
3: Including you, Jerry Jones.
2: I got you. You wait. I'll sing like yeah. a canary. You coming for me? I'm taking everybody with me. Yeah. Now, I'm sure that might have been said in closed doors. I'm sure that might have been what? a message that had been relayed.
3: What? What was said in closed doors? But I got
2: I got dirt on you too. But no, you see, said
0: in open doors.
2: Well, here's the thing. When the doors are this wide open and now it's being written about, what that tells me is Daniel Snyder's on borrowed time in Washington.
3: Donald <laughs> Snyder wanted that out. You think? Oh, of course he did. He wanted the world to know he got some now. Everybody's gonna say, What you got on Jerry Jones? What you got on these other owners? Trust me. He wanted it out. So they squash it and brush it under the rug. He ain't going anywhere anytime soon. And if anything, they will they will just make his wife the interim owner for a minute. Yet he'll still control everything. Because it takes three-fourths of those owners to vote him out. So if, if he's, he's got, got
2: dirt on three-fourths yeah, of the owners?
3: If he's got dirt on just a quarter of them, then that's enough. Um, and you know, cause the word is that he hired, he hired private investigators to look into everybody, to watch every single one of those owners and get stuff on all of them. <laughs> yeah. He played, he, yeah, he played hardball. He played the long game and he's got it apparently. Cause they came after him with the, with the, they fined him $10 million. I don't know if you remember, they yeah. find him, the league fined him $10 million for un- unsafe uh, workplace and the whole deal uh, and then he paid off some woman back in the early 2000s that filed for sexual assault um, so there's been a history there with with that organization that's been bad um, but I think I don't know how long it goes back but he had people watching everybody yeah he, 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 he he's got he knows where the bodies are buried on a lot of these folks
2: well it's going to be fun to watch that
3: yes It's interesting, yeah. It's interesting that certain things happen and they they go away. Kind of like the Bob Kraft thing kind of went away, right? It was there for a minute. It was a big FBI investigation. It was an FBI raid at that facility. An FBI raid, which he was caught there in the middle of it. On tapes and everything. And we don't hear a word about it anymore. (laughs) Nothing
2: happened to him. Tapes thrown out, squashed. What tapes? <laughs>
3: what tapes you talking about?
2: I don't know any tapes. Oh my god! Inadmissible.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. FBI. That's just yeah. yeah. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. yeah. Our, our FBI investigation doesn't include that room over there.
2: Right. Everything else. Yes. <laughs> Not that.
3: <laughs> that room is off limits.
2: Yeah, but didn't the story go that a bunch of 85-year-old guys, 80-year-old guys are high-fiving before they go into the massage parlor? Like, here we go. Oh, yeah, We're I'm going sure. going in. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just a troubling image.
3: Yes, yes. I believe it was like, why didn't they open in like a strip mall where everybody kind of see you going in <laughs> and out?
0: <laughs>
2: no, it was, a like, uh, pulling up. it was like an orchid tie. One of those, right? <laughs> All right, now uh, a man I think who's had a number of massages during his life. Oh, because he's very relaxed. Yes, a man that preaches spirituality. Let's welcome on Vic the Brick with the Daily Haiku, and Vic, good afternoon.
1: Fred, you said it. You got to stay tranquil in these times of tumult. Good afternoon, Fred. Hello, Vic. He has no red light. He has no green light for the Dodgers. Only his love light is shining. Rodney Pete. Boom, 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 Vic. His light radiates everywhere. Shining on us all. Kevin Figures Uh, now. Come on now. And he's a rainbow. He's Ronnie Facio.
2: King flavor.
1: Yeah. Before I get to the Dodgers, everyone hold on and take seven deep breaths. Because you knew, and I knew, everyone knew. Every game is unique and singular. No layups in the freaking playoffs. Every game is going to be crazy, wacky, and the Dodgers are ready for this ride. But before I get to last night's defeat, where we squandered so many opportunities against San Diego, is it me, is it just me? But Japanese philosophy seems to be spreading around professional sports Case in point, the Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy, using the ancient Japanese art of kitsugi. What is that? I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, defining it for you, Fred. Oh, okay, fine. I was just you paused. I thought you expected <laughs> us Fred. to know what that meant. Give, give it time to marinate, Fred. Oh, okay. Kitsugi. Yeah. Shattered pieces of pottery put together with gold to emulate the original and even make it better in some cases.
2: So you buy a pot, you you buy a pot, you throw it down, it breaks. You you pick it up. No, you don't throw
1: it down, for it It, it, it accidentally falls, things happen, pottery breaks. So So Mike McCarthy
2: broke some pottery and then put it back together?
1: Here's the situation, Fred. Dallas Cowboys obviously shattered The loss of Dak, they lose Tyrone Smith, but then McCarthy uses the analogy of Kitsugi, where he is piecing together the Dallas Cowboys in such a way, bonding it together, as in Kitsugi, to make it even better than the original. So The Cowboys are now four and
2: He didn't throw down a pot and break it.
1: Now The, cow, the Cowboys, like other teams in the, the National Football League, suffering through a spate of injuries, Fred. Right. How do you galvanize the squad? Yeah. Well, Mike McCarthy, well, went to the ancient Japanese fountain of philosophy and the art of Kitsugi of putting shattered pieces together. Did he say he was doing that? Yes. So the Cowboys are now four and one. Just smothered the Rams at SoFi. Just cr- really, really just crushed them with their depleted lineup. But maybe this Kitsuki has been imbued into the squad, and you know the boys embraced it. It galvanized and enlightened. But my salient point is it. You know, head coaches in every sport will use ancient Japanese philosophy to put your squad together when they may hit a low point. Can you give us another example? Yes. Well, that's that's the most pressing example right now is Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys, using Kitsuki. So really, it's the only example. Your broken pieces makes you stronger and better than ever before. Mm. When you think you are broken, yeah, you can know. pick up the pieces, put them back together, and learn to embrace the cracks. Feeling you. Kitsugi teaches you. Uh, your uh, p- broken uh, pieces make you stronger, Fred. Fred I-, I thought that was the haiku. better than ever before. Was that the How haiku? How dare you, Fred? How dare no, you? I'm I'm defining Kitsugi for you, Fred, so you you have more enlightenment. Like- God, Fred,
3: how dare you.
1: What are you doing?
3: I'm trying to jump yeah, in with a feeling on on you the, in uh, the middle of that. What
1: is wrong with you? Don't, don't freak out, Fred. It's just one loss. Ah, uh, Dodger fans. Dodger fans. It's one loss. We're going to lose again this playoff season.
2: You it's bite not, your you, tongue.
1: <laughs> bite your tongue, Vic. We're not going to Is it this this is Two games, let's face it, we're not playing clean baseball, obviously. Dave Roberts hit it last night. And yet we're 1-1. One one. We haven't played two really strong games, but yet we're 1-1. One one. Going into San Diego for Game 3 tomorrow, 5.30 first pitch. Remember, every pitch, and every pitch is amplified and magnified for the moment right here. AM 570 LA Sports. You're home with the Dodgers. So it's, not, it's not the time to freak out. It's the time to embrace the moment. So how many times over the last 10 years have we seen the Dodgers rise up? This is no different. Dave Roberts has a team calm and ready. Catman is going to take the ball tomorrow.
2: Yeah, but he's not a pitch count, Vic. Oh no! I knew.
3: Vic says you got your. I got your pitch count right
2: here. I'm feeling you. Thank you, Vic.
1: I, I think. <laughs> no, uh, you know. <laughs> no, no. I, are heroes in my book. Yeah,
2: yes, they are. <laughs> what about Wyatt Tittle? All right. You know, Rodney.
3: Something happened to Vic?
1: I love Tittle.
2: Here's what happened, (laughs) Ronnie do some more, (laughs) more. we actually, (gasps) we actually lost (laughs) Vic's connection and Ronnie has just been playing all of the things we captured from him
1: (laughs) in the (gasps) last couple of weeks, (laughs) so it sounds like he's still here. Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers. You'd never know he Uh, still
2: wasn't on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You'd never know he still wasn't
1: on. (laughs) Because we're going to the chapel and we're going to get married.
3: (sighs) All right.
2: We're still trying to reconnect with him. (laughs) Oh, God. Yikes. All right. So here's what we're going to do, Rodney. We'll do this for one minute. We're going to do something, and you tell us if that was Vic on tape or he's back doing it live. All right. Everybody ready? I'm I'm not giving it away. Vic? All right, Vic, go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elton.
2: All right. Was that Vic on tape or Vic live? What do you think?
1: You talking
3: to me? Yeah. That's Vic on tape. Okay. Vic, you ready? Okay. Doing another hey. one.
1: But you gotta love the chorus. No, how's the going to go? don't know what you got till it's gone, Jody.
0: <laughs> What's that? <laughs>
3: Oh my God! This is the dumbest game I've ever seen. In
2: my life. Just, it just makes hum- me laugh to hear all the stuff Ronnie has. Of Humpty thing.
1: Dumpty fell off the freaking wall. <laughs> 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 oh okay.
2: God! Well, we're not going to get him back.
1: <laughs>
2: He'll do a double haiku tomorrow, and we'll all feel better for it. What happened to Vic? This he might call the, the phone. This is
1: the end, my friend.
2: It is the
3: end,
1: Look at me, I am insane.
2: Well put. All right. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, Go, Ronnie. We just lost him. We lost his connection. All right. Hopefully, David Vasse will keep his connection, and he will join us next.
0: Bringing you L.A.'s best sports talk, weekdays, noon to 3. Rogan and Rodney.
2: Where's Vic?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Bro. Rodney beat Fred Rogan on a throwback Thursday, baby. Let's go. Let's keep it moving.
2: But can we even call Vic and make sure he's okay? Yeah, you know, I did talk to him during the break, and he's fine. He's having a lot of power issues down at the Whittier Dojo. So, uh, yeah, he's doing his best. But uh, uh, hopefully he'll be able to connect with us tomorrow. Okay, but you did talk to him. Yeah, yeah. all is well with Vic. He's just, uh, again, frustrated with the power problems at the Whittier Dojo. He'll okay. be back tomorrow, guys. I'm confident. All right. Uh, your chance to win Dodger playoff tickets is tomorrow at noon. Noon to 2 at Hollywood Park Casino. Rodney and I will be there. We're giving away Charger Raider tickets as well, or Charger Raiders. Charger Seahawk tickets as well. and uh, And we're also giving Chargers and Broncos. Okay, good we are giving a lot of tickets now. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Come on out. One way to win. Got to be there. Starts at noon. Get there a little bit early. Just noon to 2. Short show. So, uh hope to see everybody down there tomorrow afternoon. We're looking forward to it, and uh, we're looking forward to having a good time down there. Uh, I got a, a text, or, a, yeah, a, a tweet from Franco El Tanco. He says, you know what? If I hadn't listened to you for so long, I would think you were wearing this, this outfit. It was like this Dodger sweatsuit you're such a homer. Your panic meter can't go from green to red in one day. My, my panic meter. I'm not panicked. Not at all. Let's bring on David Vassay. Dave. Good afternoon. We got Dave now, or we lost Dave. Good afternoon, Fred. Hey, Dave. Uh, What's up,
0: Dave? Hey, uh, Fred, I have a message, uh, for you oh, from, good. uh, blast from the past here. I, um, Driving down to San Diego to meet up with the Dodgers and go to the Padres' workout at Petco Park. And uh, halfway down, I uh, met up uh, with one of the all time sluggers in baseball history, Mark McGuire. We just finished uh-huh. having uh, a couple of cold brews talking baseball. Rodney, um, obviously Trojans. And yeah. Mark actually, when, when I told him I was coming on with you guys, Mark McGuire told me to say hello to both of you. And he said he remembers. Fred Rogan coming to his apartment in 1987 after he what? won the American League Rookie of the Year. So how about that? Well, what?
2: you know, to be to be really honest with you, uh, Mark was somebody who, um, who I got along with really well when he was playing and uh, was always very kind and generous with his time to us. So, yeah, I'm glad he said hello. I've always Big liked Mac. Mark. Mac!
0: He doesn't know you very well. That's why you guys got along.
2: Thank you. Oh, (laughs) you (laughs) dog. All right, Dave. uh... (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not often Dave tickles himself to that degree. Uh, Dave, is there any... Dave. Dave. Is there any reason for Dodger fans to be panicked?
0: Sorry, Fred, I'm on cold brew. I'm on a cold brew high right now. You've got to deal with that. (laughs) I can tell.
2: Is there any reason for Dodger fans to be panicked?
0: Not at all. Not at all. I will say this. I did believe the Dodgers should have won that game last night. I did believe that going into the game last night, if the Dodgers lost, it would be because of you, Darvish, and carving up the Dodgers. But Hugh Darvish wasn't that good. The Dodgers left 10 men on base. Trey Turner makes a costly error. Uh, They did not make contact in a few different innings when they needed contact and not strikeouts. So I did feel after the game played out, the Dodgers gave that game away. They should have won that game. But they've got to recalibrate and and get back to making contact and having better at-bats as a team.
3: Yeah, I agree, Dave. They should have won the game. And a lot of people were trying to put it all on Kershaw. And I was saying, no, you know, Kershaw was was not great, but he wasn't bad. He was solid and he kept them at bay and he kept them in fighting in striking distance. And it was about the runners on in scoring position that the Dodgers didn't capitalize offensively more so than that. Your thoughts on Kershaw and his performance.
0: Well, it wasn't a great performance, Rodney. Uh, Freddie Freeman gave him second life in the bottom of the first inning after Machado hit that home run off of Kershaw in the top half of the inning. He's got to not only hold the game where it was, but he's got to also hold the lead after uh, Max Muncie homered in the bottom of the second inning, and that was disappointing. You could tell early on he didn't have a feel for his slider. He started to get it in the bottom or in the top of the second inning, and from there, he retired the last nine batters he faced. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't the ideal start for Kershaw, especially when the team gets you back tied after Machado gave the Padres a big lift with that home run. He's got to do better than that in his next start if the Dodgers are going to get to the World Series.
2: Uh, Cody Bellinger, left-hander in San Diego tomorrow, Blake Snell. He's out of the lineup, but uh, no matter who was pitching, maybe he needed to take a day off, Dave.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Um, It was disappointing last night. You know, talking with Mark McGuire uh, just a few minutes ago, you know, there was a a situation where the Dodgers had runners on and they just needed contact and Trace Thompson and Cody Bellinger struck out. Um, There was a situation later in the game with runners at first and second and one out and Justin Turner struck out. He needed to make contact there against uh, Suarez. So, It'll be interesting to see what Chris Taylor has against Blake Snell. Thompson will get the start in center field. Um, But the thing that has plagued the Dodgers the majority of the year, or the second half of the year, is a lot of swing and miss from Bellinger and whoever the left fielder is, the bottom third of the Dodger order. And again last night, just because it was the playoffs, things didn't change. A lot of swing and miss in the bottom two spots of the Dodgers order, and they needed contact.
3: And you've said this all season long. Uh, Mookie Betts has got to get him going, and he is not—he's uh, not played well in the first two ball games. Um, and the amount of bats that he gets, Dave, he's got to get going for them for the Dodgers to have success, right?
0: No doubt, uh, Mookie. Uh, I know there's some uh, Twitter posts uh, asking where Mookie's been. Uh, they need Mookie Betts to be the catalyst of this offense. He's the spark plug of this offense. He scored the second most runs in Major League Baseball for a reason. He was on base a lot, and he drove himself in a lot. They need that Mookie Betts. So hopefully he comes back uh, in this series, and you always bet on the track record of a player, so I'm betting on Mookie Betts.
2: All right, so they have Blake Snell. That's who they'll face tomorrow. Uh Looked pretty good against them last time out. Just ran into a problem with pitch count. Can they just grind him pitch count-wise to get him out of the game, Dave? Does Snell throw a lot of pitches?
0: Yeah, he does, Fred. He actually pitches himself out of games a lot of times. The last time he faced the Dodgers, he had eight full counts. And that really played a part in him uh, having a short outing. He pitched three times against the Dodgers and only pitched 12 total innings. He loves to try to get the strikeout, um, and he needs to pitch more to contact. And until he learns that, it's going to be the same situation. So if Blake Snell is still in the game past the fifth inning, I would say that's not a good sign for the Dodgers.
3: Yeah. And on the other side, you got Goslin. They said he's going to be on a strict pitch count. How much is that, and how much – and how long will it go? If he's going and dealing, Dave, will they use the eye test to let him keep going or are they be strict with the pitch count?
0: Well, Gonzalez isn't stretched out too far, Rodney. He only made uh, one start since August 23rd at the end of the year. He threw 40 pitches in two innings. So I know Dave Roberts said that he stretched out more in a simulated game situation. That's a lot different than a playoff game. So I'm not sure if he can go more than three innings tomorrow night. And I would expect to see Andrew Heaney after Tony Gonsolin at some point in time in tomorrow night's game. And in game four, you would imagine the Dodgers are holding Tyler Anderson back for that. Maybe a tag team of Anderson and Dustin may in game four.
2: Wow. Uh, Dave, what do you expect the crowd to be like down
0: there in San Diego? Have you guys heard about the Padres putting these restrictions yeah. on tickets being bought in certain San Diego counties? So basically what they're saying to Dodger fans is if you want to come to the game, you're going to pay double or triple. I heard a ticket, a good ticket is a thousand dollars at Petco park on the secondary market. So uh, I think it's going to be somewhere between 70, 30% Padre fans. It could be 60, 40, but I do expect uh San Diego being a bandwagon town that it is, the Padre fans uh, and so-called Padre fans showing up tomorrow night.
2: Gotta get that rip in there, didn't you, Dave? <laughs> you had to do it. You had to just well, work that true. in.
0: It's true, Fred. You know San Diego's a bandwagon town. That's why the Chargers left. They weren't very good at the end.
2: And they also didn't have a stadium.
0: Well, they did have a stadium. They just weren't happy with it.
2: No, Well, it's falling apart, did <laughs>
3: They couldn't play in a garbage dump there, Dave.
2: Dave was, you know, falling apart. I mean, they needed something down there. Oh, you know, the rats were kind of That's true. taking hey,
3: up a lot I, of them. Hey,
0: I agree. I feel yeah. like they should have built a football stadium where Petco Park was, right around there. There was room. Well, there was talk
2: about that. But the problem was city council didn't want it down there. That's where Dean Spanos wanted it.
0: Point, point being, Fred, San Diego are bandwagon fans. They'll come off the beach in their flip-flops and buy a brand-new Padres hat for tomorrow night's game. Let them have it, Dave. Let them have it. (laughs) We're
3: going to see starting lineup. What do you you think it looks like tomorrow, Dave?
0: Yeah, well, we got a little sneak peek. Uh, It's going to be Thompson in center, Taylor in left, and um, as far as uh, Gavin Lux, maybe Max Muncie at second base and Justin Turner at third base like we saw at the end of the year and Dave Roberts intimated we could see so I, I would think you'd see Muncy at second and Turner at third base and uh, maybe a possibility of Austin Barnes catching with Will Smith as the DH or maybe Mickey Vargas gets a, a start at DH tomorrow night against the left-handed Snell.
2: Hey Dave before we let you go and it's about last night's game. Alright so they pinch it for Bellinger and they go to Austin Barnes. Why not Chris Taylor?
0: Or Mickey Vargas. Or Mickey Vargas. And, you know, Chris Taylor had success against Josh Hader. Three for eight with only one strikeout, while Austin Barnes was one for six with three strikeouts against Josh Hader in their careers. Dave Roberts said Austin Barnes' swing path was better suited to uh, get a hit off of Josh Hader. He did hit the ball to center field, warning track power. Um, But, yeah. You you would expect uh, Chris Taylor or Mickey Vargas to get an opportunity in that spot.
2: All right. Well, Dave, uh, be careful driving. How far are you now from San Diego?
0: Well, I'm in Irvine right now. So oh,
2: so you've got a while to go.
0: I guess halfway from L.A. to Bandwagon City, downtown San Diego. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, Dave, come back. Have a, uh, the
0: Dodgers win, too, and wrap this thing up, all right? It'll be great that I'll be able to see Blake Snell in private with the Dodgers not staring daggers at me across the field. A lot of jealousy from Dodger players over my relationship with Snellzilla.
2: I saw you give him a hug last night.
0: Oh, you saw that too. Everybody's watching.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was a little surprised myself, Dave, to be honest with you.
0: Hey, like I told Muncie, Justin Turner, and Austin Barnes, I'll tell you, Fred, America loves me. What can I say? <laughs> All right. Goodbye, Dave. That's enough.
2: That's enough. All right. We're back to wrap it up. America this. loves Dave Asay. I'm going to write that down in a Yeah, baby. Rogan and Rodney. Rodney Peet. An athlete. Rodney Peet. A father. Rodney Peet. An L.A. icon. Rodney Peet. And this guy. Red Rogan. AM 570 LA Sports. Do not forget, your next chance to win playoff tickets to the Dodgers tomorrow starting at noon, noon to 2, Hollywood Park Casino. Be there, elevate your game. You must be 21 to enter, but you can come on down and listen to the show. We'd love to see you. Noon to 2 yes. tomorrow. Dodgers 5, ticket. Seattle over Houston, 2 to 1, Fred. Seattle over Houston. Let's hope they hold on today. Yeah, Castillo's on the mound for Seattle. Dealing. Yeah. All right, Ronnie, good job. Kevin, see you tomorrow at Hollywood Park. Rodney, back at you. See you
3: cool Cases keep them
2: guessing.
3: Leave ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cause me more to be free than a life in the pen. Making money over cuss words, writing the game. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Late night down sunset, like in the scene. What's the worst they could do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live in town that
0: late. Oh, bear. My people say. Living, in